0: USC exposed some reasons why UCLA could get bounced earlier in the tournament. UCLA showed why they can be one of the best teams in the country, including a national champion later this year. Let's talk about it. Locked on UCLA. You are locked on UCLA. Your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey everybody, it's Zach Anderson, Yochheimer, your favorite Locked On UCLA host. Welcome to the show. Thanks for making it your first listen each and every day. It's free wherever you get your podcast and it's available on YouTube. So like, comment, and subscribe. This episode is brought to you by BetOnline. They've got more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. And where this episode starts, we're going to dissect UCLA beating USC 60-58 to in a game where it could have gone one way. It could have very much at the last few seconds gone another way. And instead, the Bruins walk away with a very lucky two-point victory in front of a very p- packed poly Pavilion, celebrity, star-driven, student-packed, waiting in the rain, and UCLA walks away at the win. And I know we had an immediate reaction. He saw me ramble and blah, 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 blah. But I, I kind of went back over the game, looked over some things, and saw some key stats that made me intrigued as to why UCLA can very well be an interesting team when it comes to filling out your bracket, when it comes to ranking them up and down the seed line. For one, you could say Joe Lenardi, whether it's Nandy Katz. There's various college basketball minds who can rank guys or the team through the AP pollsters. And UCLA is a very unique team. They've won now 11 in a row, 3-2, and lost those two games in Vegas. Mick Cronin got angry. Amari Bailey turned into a star, and then he faded, and then he was out with injury these last three games. And UCLA found ways to eke out two victories, one on the road in Washington State, destroyed Washington for the most part, able to dominate them in the second half. And then USC, watching UCLA's second half in Washington, carry over into that first half against USC, where they simply out-muscled, out-hustled, and was the much better team in the first half, USC. With the game planning from 10-year head coach Andy Enfield, almost did it again to Mick Cronin and the Bruins, where they had better X's and O's, and changed things in the second half where UCLA almost came and glued like that Illinois game. Well, what am I talking about? Well, let's start with the negatives because, you know, if you're sitting at home, do you like the bad news first or the good news first? Well, I tend to like the bad news first, and then what's the good news? So we'll, we'll hit you with the bad news. UCLA sometimes just loses their focus and can get out toughed out-muscled, and not have a post-presence in the paint which is, you know, while a Dembona is blossoming, well, we'll get to that in a moment, still the lack of a UCLA true post presence. And what I mean is Se has one of the better shot blockers in the country in Joshua Morgan in the paint, about 42 blocks going into that UCLA Se game last night, Morgan, he only had one block shot. So that puts him at 43 for the season. However, UCLA doesn't exactly have that full on post presence. I think in my mind, at least defensively, because what did USC do in that second half? 20 to 4 points in the paint, plus 12 they were against the Bruins at points in the paint overall, 28 to 16. And McCronin went on a tirade in the post game, talking about his team's got to be more mentally tough, got to be a lot better. And mind you, the Bruins only played eight guys, and every single player in the starting lineup played at least, you really round up for Tiger Campbell, 31 minutes outside of a Dylan Andrews off the bench. Will McClendon for about seven minutes off the bench, and Kenneth Nuba, who was a minus five, coming off the bench. And for the Bruins, their starting five had a positive plus minus all the way up and down the lineup. But when you give up so many points in the paint, which allowed USC to eke their way back in it, it was not a good sign to see how UCLA just all of a sudden lost their matchups defensively and let one Reese Dixon Waters score as, what, 12 points in the second half? He was 7-for-7. Seven seven. The Bruins didn't have an answer, and yes, we've seen a lot more athleticism. Bona had that fantastic block on the run, a big spike, almost like a kill in volleyball in the early in the first half as well, but still the lack of a post presence for UCLA, both offensively and defensively. But first, we'll start defensively when it comes to the struggles. UCLA doesn't have that guy until Bona maybe can build and build and build, and be that po- significant post-presence. There's no Mac Etienne. He didn't play whatsoever. So with New Book coming in only at seven minutes, that's asking a lot of Bona, who's still learning on the fly in his first full collegiate season, depending on if he goes, whatnot. Either way, UCLA, they, they struggled to stop USC, who did not truly get to the line. They were only five of six. They didn't make any threes. Drew Peterson's biggest three turned into a technical and free throws the other way for David Singleton. And they just simply let USC get back in it with easy points in the paint. That is problem number one. So UCLA needs to get a significant post presence. And while they do have a great defensive intensity, they can force those turnovers, get deflections, not always on shots, but altering shots with the athleticism of Bona and the just strength and depth and intensity of a Jalen Clark, which Jaime Hawkins Jr. has picked up following Clark's lead throughout this season. But can the Bruins find a way to get that post presence defensively in a consistent basis and not just lose guys in the paint and easy buckets down in the second half like they did against SC when UCLA got outscored 32-16 to and they barely got 16 when it came to a Jalen Clark 3, which reminds me, we talk about offense, UCLA offensively, they shot 34.5%, so just a shade under 35% for the entire game. Another very scary t- statistic for the Bruins. They shot 22% from the field. They shot 11 threes, only made two of them. This is all second half stats, mind you. Two of 11, and they missed six free throws, four of 10, including one late David Singleton free throw. And he shoots well over 90% or close to it. And they almost let USC back in the game. They could have won it with a three if they decided to go for the win at the end of regulation there on that last shot from the Trojans. So for UCLA, it is scary how they can get so lost defensively. If someone gets hot or if you just allow so many buckets, a lot of that is adjustments in the locker room, but the lack of in-game adjustments can be scary sometimes for the Bruins. And also the lack of ability to make shots at times for UCLA can be scary. Who made all those shots largely in the the run to the Final Four? Well, I don't want to discredit a Hawkins Jr. and a Tiger Campbell in those, their big roles in that moment just kind of in my mind, just picks up a Johnny Juzang and even the importance of a Jules Bernard. And while UCLA was missing an Amari Bailey, a guy that gives you that kind of slashing ability at his best, that could be a combination of both those guys as a lefty, UCLA significantly, significantly got ice cold when it came to shooting the basketball. And they've done this before And that's kind of been my knock on them, watching them, and now I'm just going to kind of voice it to you guys listening at home, watching on YouTube, that the Bruins can get ice cold at any points, at any points, and just it goes for large stretches, a large, what, eight-minute scoreless drought? That just can't happen in the second half of the game where you have a sold-out crowd against your bitter rival. you got to find something, and is that on Mick Cronin in terms of rotation? Does he need to go deeper into his bench or let guys play or just – Cycle, cycle out players, right? You leaned on Jaime Hawkins Jr. He only sat in this game. Did Hockes a buck forty-five on the bench? Sometimes, if you're saying a buck forty-five on the bench, that's not a bad thing. But maybe, you know, you, you don't want. Of course, Hawkins is you know one A, one B in terms of guy you want to play with. But UCLA, they just sometimes they just go ice cold. This year's team, the twenty-two to twenty-three season. They, with despite all the Ken Palm offensive efficiency, it kind of seems like a distorted view of what UCLA actually is and can be when they play much tougher, much more physical competition against conference foes who will be game planning for them, not just once, but twice. And depending on the Pac-12 tournament, even three times that they'll play potentially in a season. And while they'll have to make their shots against Arizona, considering they're a good very high-scoring ball, They're very solid-scoring club. When it came to USC, the Bruins all of a sudden put up 44 points. Think about this. They put up 44 points in the first half. That's on pace for 88 points, 90 points in the entire game if you keep that mark up. And while UCLA was absurd in the first half, making seven first-half threes, attempting 15, making all seven of their free throws, and they ended up with 60 points. It's kind of an absurd total, the fact that they had 44 first-half points and 16 second-half points. That is a recipe for disaster. Kentucky was able to get back in the game while well, the Bruins pulled away. Illinois, well, we saw them get hot, and the Bruins just completely falter. And time and time again, here we are seeing the USC game. While they had to crawl back into the Washington State game again, they very well could have and should have lost. The SC game in the second half is very well won. the Bruins could have and should have lost simply because their ice cold shooting is something that's got to get fixed or maybe they got to run a different play, get somebody open. Singleton can't make every shot as much as I want to pour my heart out and say as awesome as he is, as much as I want him to start, he's not going to make a hundred percent of his shots. Jalen Clark had an off game. He's not going to steal the ball every down, every play down the court and lead it to an easy layup. And while defense can create offense and defense wins championships, sometimes you got to have the offense to win the game. And you can balance it out, yes, you you score 30-30, and 30, that's balanced halves, but how dominant UCLA was in that first half, second half which is mesmerizingly terrible in everything where they just couldn't make shots whatsoever. And sometimes you're going to have games where you're not going to buy a bucket. Maybe you're going to the McHale Center, maybe you're going to the Huntsman Center when you go play at Utah when they need a win later in the season in Salt Lake City, and you're not going to make a shot. Or you go to the Galen Center. And they go and they play in front of a big crowd and they need a big time. But again, UCLA, you had Bona, who had six points in the first half. Clark, 12 points in the first half. You can go up and down the line in a large majority of these guys who played for UCLA against SC, mostly the five starters. They got all their buckets in the first half. Dylan Andrews, what did he do? First half, Trey Andre, and then bricked his next shot, you know, just kind of a, The tale of two halves, the Jekyll and Hyde, that is UCLA 2022 and 2023. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, we'll tell you about the good in a moment, though, so we can get you all riled up, seething in full anger, and then get you telling you why. Now, UCLA can still be a Final Four team, if not a national championship team, based on the first half. But also, let's tell you about Bilt Bar. Just know if you're looking for a delicious treat, you don't want all the fat and the calories, then you gotta try a build bar like I Gotta try playing more like the first half Bruins. You just got through the holidays. You know, some of you, including myself. You know, I put on like ten pounds eating my girlfriend's cookies, uh, parents' food, lots of craziness. Just going to Hawaii, just eating all the the Hawaiian chain. But you know, whatever. It's just, we're not talking about that. You've put on the pounds. I've put on the pounds. If you want to eat healthier but still eat something tasty, you've got to try a build because with build, healthy is actually tasty. So it's perfect for your New Year's resolution. Well, what makes it a good built bar? 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. Unbelievable flavors. Churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond. Yeah, if you're thinking of an awesome combination like I do when I make sandwiches, boom, it's a good combination. You can also get cookies and cream in a four-bar four bar box. Double chocolate and coconut puffs. Go close if you're next to a Sam's Club or wherever. Grab a 13-bar box with the hit flavors, brownie batter, churro. You'll thank me in it later. Or go to built.com and get yourself a build Bar. Well, the Bruins are certainly going to be built on success when it comes to, if you look at first halves of games, when it comes to big runs, like they're able to eke their way back into Washington State. Again, it's it's fun to grind it out and win a close one late in front of a packed crowd. It's one thing if this game was back and forth and we saw Jalen Clark dagger, it was back and forth. One big wave this way or one big peek up and then a valley back down here. As we talked about the negatives of UCLA early, right? And some of that can be blamed on McCronin. Some of that can be blamed on what McCronin said, just a lack of movement offensively, just players trying to take hero shots. But sometimes I think it is a little bit more on the inability to set the offense moving up and the panic ability of the UCLA coaching staff in some times. The Bruins, their physicality, their maturation, The ability to win this game, still USC. It seems like they're going to have a couple of pieces that might be coming back. I know the broadcast they're mentioning about a player coming back as well. UCLA, well, of course they're out without one, Amari Bailey, who is a key contributor for the Bruins here this season, in one way or another. But it's good to see the goodness that you saw from UCLA was how quickly, how much they can strike in such a quick force if they're down in a game or just how much they can knock you out in the beginning of a game with how David Singleton was playing. Adem Bona just spiking the ball out of nowhere, getting six easy points with ten rebounds with his physicality and his growth. Tiger Campbell whipping the ball around the court with his eight points, got four rebounds, five assists, no turnovers. And we've seen Campbell at some points, despite a Mick quote earlier in the week, saying it's shocking when he turns it over. He has had a couple of bad games turning it over-wise. But Campbell... Solid with the basketball in his hands. Despite playing the least amount of minutes of any of the starters, he did struggle shooting the basketball. The good things were UCLA, just the amount of effort on the rebounding side of the ball. They had six more rebounds than USC. SC for the entire game shot 47%. UCLA, again, I'm going to say this again, less than 35%. Not a good shooting percentage. You look at the numbers from SC, SC. They shot 50% in the second half. Mind you, they went one of nine from downtown, 11% in that big-time second-half surge from the Trojans. But the Bruins continued, continued, continued to hit the glass over and over again. 16 offensive rebounds leading into, what, 15 second ha- second po- second-chance points. Excuse me. So for the Bruins, just their ability to will themselves, especially in that first half. You saw Bona going up, you saw Clark going up, you saw everybody going up and playing and getting an offensive rebound. All five of the UCLA starting five, mind you, they played the majority of the minutes. They each grabbed at least one offensive rebound. Four separate Bruins grabbed at least two offensive rebounds. And three Bru- and two Bruins grabbed three or more offensive rebounds. So the relentless, the relentlessness. Crashing the glass, the defensive intensity, the Mick Cronin mindset that he brings is what UCLA has been thriving on to win games and beat opponents in games where maybe they're not going to shoot as well. Well, they'll hit the glass and it got a lot of their points on the second chance, especially early. Or, hey, what set up that Jalen Clark winner? He missed the first time and then, boom, wasn't exactly full Robert Ory esque burying the Kings, but then it got kicked out. Clark. Wide open once again. Both good looks. I'm not missing it a second time. Jalen Clark, the TM MVP, as you guys might see in the comments, or one of my more recent episodes at the end of December. You know, second chance points and the sheer intensity and physicality that the Bruins bring, while they don't have a post presence, right? It's interesting how USC got so many points in the paint without being able to hit a three in big moments. In a game they were down 18 and yet the Bruins got a large portion of the rebounds. They got outshot by a good 11% in this game, not a good mark, and yet UCLA found a way to win this game. That is the most important thing. This is a game where maybe earlier in the season, when they got shell-shocked by Illinois and beat by Baylor, that they would lose this game. And coming off the heels of a come-from-behind performance against Washington State before the new year, it's nice to see the Bruins equal out this time at home, and it's always nice to see teams win close games because you have to win close games and know how to win close games and close them out when it comes to going down the season in a Pac-12 slate that'll only get tougher. Even though the Bruins will be favored in almost every game except one or two down the stretch, probably, you have to win these close games. You're going to go to Boulder, and you're going to win a close game, right, or be in a close game and have to win that when, you know, Utah is also a tough matchup. Arizona State's going to want to win, right? Last year, what did the Bruins do? They can always win those close games. They had to go lose a triple overtime game at Arizona State. It was a close game to UNC down in the Sweet 16 in the most recent season. The Bruins couldn't close it out. Games the Bruins need to be able to close out this year with even less depth, one could argue, than before. And a Bruin team that has some veterans, they've got the youth, and they're slowly starting to mix and put themselves into a much better situation. So again, as some might say, the first half a premium example as to why UCLA can be a, a national champion. They can be a Final Four team. They do need a good. They I think this team needs to have a much fav, more favorable bracket. They can't just go beat every living super team or Cinderella on their way to a Final Four berth. They need some breaks. They are very good, and we'll see what they look like when Amari Bailey supposedly probably potentially back against Utah, maybe not, or at least the Colorado game if his injury is holding up with all this time he's missed so far. Or maybe the Bruins will have to just rely on one, Adem Bona. Bona, speaking of the killer, B freshman, Adem Bona, eight points, 10 rebounds, the block of the century, two blocks, and just showcasing how impressive he was. Going back, re-watching that game, you can just see Bill Walton was as he always does, praises everybody in the court. You're there, you're there eating popcorn, whatever. He he praises everybody as much as he can, or he'll talk trash about you if he strongly dislikes what you do. But Adem Bona getting a large portion of the praise. And while it's one thing to see him play almost 33 minutes against USC, it's another thing to see him blossom in that time. He got a limited amount of shots, did his thing hustling after the basketball, apparently being a big-time vocal leader when it comes to talking defense in the shoot-around, in practice, already voicing as a freshman his match his maturity for Mick Cronin, which, you know, you can always lean on the seniors, but Tiger Campbell can be a little bit more quiet. Jaime is you know, these are guys who've been there, but it's also different when you can have someone challenge that senior, say, hey, you're slacking. Mick Cronin, he's challenged the seniors already this year and the freshman. Your intensity, your effort has to be better. And Bona, he showcased, hey, the effort was great when he went down and chased down, That late block or that, you know, in the second half, the big time play that got the crowd rejuvenated and eventually watched UCLA come back with a win. So it is nice again and again to see the blossoming of Bona, how just epic Singleton can be in three of his four starts this year. David Singleton, double figures in these three games that Omari Bailey has missed. He's scored double figures, 14, 14 and 12. And while he is, I think, just a shade under 50 percent shooting for the season, and from three this year after his 3-for-7 performance against USC, it's nice to see the Bruins find a balance around them. When Bona gets eight, Tiger Campbell can score a little bit less than 10. He scored eight with his five assists, but didn't turn it over. Jaquez with his 12. Singleton with 12. Clark only with three second-half points, but the game winning three points to beat USC. That is the difference here and there between a Bruin victory eking it out and finding ways to win these tough games on the road or, in this case, at home at Pauly Pavilion. Again, we should pack that crowd when it comes to Utah coming in next week. That's a 5-0 and o team coming around the corner and watching UCLA play for an early chance to hold on to first place for Pac-12 eh, heading into the Arizona week. That's a, that's a big matchup. So, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly UCLA basketball so far this season. Again, Bona just continues to improve. It's just remarkable. How it's oh, How is UCLA going to get that post presence that I'm talking about in segment one? Well, bone is there, just not consistently when it comes to those points in the paint USC got in the second half. So good things for the Bruins moving forward. We will see how it rocks and rolls. Anyway, get your hands in the air. Go check out Locked On College Basketball. I've been on that show. Make that your second listen. It's a fun one. Isaac Shade, Andy Patton. They cover various teams throughout college basketball. go check it out in meantime get your hands in the air Bruins fans and one, two three, four five six seven eight you See UCLA fight fight fight. this has been locked on UCLA. Go Bruins.